everybody, Coach John Daly here back again. Today's date is Saturday, September 11th, 2021. I want to talk to you a little bit about some lessons from 20 years ago. Uh, if you're old enough, you definitely remember where you were. Um, I think especially, not only in this country, in the United States, we definitely remember where we were on 9-11 uh, when the attacks happened, uh, but also around the world. Uh, I got an interesting text message uh, early this morning could have been earlier today from from my buddy Tom Gustafson over in Sweden and he even mentioned how 20 years ago how sad they were how upset they were when they found out that this happened um, and on a side note that September 11th 2001 was the day that Tom started his firefighter training a little career change for him way back when you know what? He's been serving uh, his community there uh, ever since in, in that role of helping people uh, in trouble uh, during fires and, and saving people and uh, making things better, uh, which is just great. The world needs more difference makers like Tom for sure. Uh, first responders, right? And it was definitely a lesson um, way back when, uh, 20 years ago, that we saw the extent of how valuable and how important uh, and how crucial uh, first responders are. They've always been important and needed and many times overlooked, right? Uh, but boy, on that day, turned full, full circle, uh, not just on the responders that responded to uh, the plane crashes and, and helped saving people. And uh, there's been a number of stories, a number of news programs lately, uh, last few days, especially today, that were going over some of these heroes, some of their stories. Um, and truthfully, you know, to be honest, I have not been able to watch many of them from the standpoint of um, Wednesday night, in fact, example, there was uh, something with Robin Roberts uh, interviewing uh, and talking with some, some ladies of 9-11, of and one of them was um, the last survivor to be pulled out of the rubble. Uh, I believe it was some 27 hours after uh, the building collapse and um, I, I couldn't watch it just from the emotion uh, and again I wasn't even there um, no first-hand experience of, of this tragedy but I remember the day I remember the day being at school uh, at Lakeshore High School and we had our meeting hour meeting period that that time uh, second hour and uh, we were in the library in the media center with uh, our group uh, meeting and you know we had the TV on like we typically do in there for some news items and stuff like that and and I remember watching what happened and uh, the rest of the day was a blur the rest of the day um, I just remember fielding questions from kids uh, I remember um, being worried about my two kids uh, both in uh, early elementary uh, that year uh, Caitlin was in Caitlin was in kindergarten, maybe, first grade. Matthew was second grade, third grade, somewhere in there. And um, we didn't really have, you know, texting so much. Or I remember phone calls with my wife. We were talking about last night, trying to remember where exactly we were. You know, our son came home on the bus. Our, our daughter had to be picked up. I think I picked her up at, at, the, uh, at the child care or the after school child care uh, type thing as soon as I could. Uh, we had our house being painted that day. Painters were there early in the morning, and so before my wife left for work, this was this was going on. 
and she kind of walked outside. They had the radio on. They heard what was going on, and uh, she said, "Listen, you know, you, you guys want to head home for the day?" And they they absolutely said, "Yeah." They both were just like, you know, as everybody was so concerned about what was going on, right? And um, I remember coming home that day, you guys, and sitting on my front porch. I put the flag out. We had a little flag pole, a uh, little flag thing there on the porch. Um, that I remember putting that flag out, and I just sat down on the porch and just started bawling my eyes out. Um, just from the horrific loss of life and the fact of the unknown and the scared, and you know, looking back at it, that's exactly what you know these terrorists, these cowards, uh, wanted from us. They wanted that to happen. They wanted us to be afraid and worried and scared and. Uh, you know, it, they they did their job. They they that happened. You know, but at the same time, there was that resolve. There was that uh, the thing that awoke within all of us in this country was the togetherness. And I shared a little bit about this this past uh, week with my students uh, because we were talking a little bit about current events and you know, knowing information, knowing things going around on around you that you could have information, make good decisions, good choices, right? Um, that my, my good friend Mark Hackle, who's the county executive here in Macomb County, um, we did our master's program way back when together, so we've been friends a long time. Uh, he was sheriff at the time of Macomb County. And he would always still, and still does, come in to speak to my students um, all these years. And I remember him talking to me and talking to my students that year that he remarked that the day after, okay, September 12th, he recalled zero people being arrested. There were not any domestic abuse calls. There was not any crime as far as, you know, criminal activity, things they had to respond to to help go after somebody or you know that day after everyone was in shock all right he, he mentioned even the criminals right and the things that happened from those days on I remember the kindness the compassion you know I'm on the road right now if you could tell but I am in the mobile studio and uh, and even today recording this because uh, this will probably come out for the Monday Motivation Podcast, I'm thinking. And maybe not. I, I might just send it out tomorrow or send it out later today if I can get to uh, uh, edit, editing and if I can pay my producer, which is me, enough to uh, get it done sooner than later. We can maybe hammer this out sooner than Monday. So it might not even be the Monday, uh, the Motivation Monday game plan. Um, but I'm driving right now and, you know, on the expressway. And there's construction. And, I, you know, I see people waiting until the last moment to get over. I see people letting others in. I see, pe you know, somebody drove by on the shoulder of the expressway thinking that they just had to beat everybody because they had a more important thing to do than the rest of us. Um, I remember those days after 9-11 that, man, you were letting people in on the expressway on driving. There was no, you know, flipping people off and honking the horn at people and anger. Uh, opening doors for people, um, just genuine care, and 
as I left today, um, listen to the radio. There's a report here in Detroit. Dan Campbell, who's the new coach of the Detroit Lions, and everybody's fired up, excited for the season to start tomorrow. And as as always with the Detroit Lions, there's a wave of enthusiasm and hope as we start a new season. Um, but at the time, 20 years ago, Dan Campbell was playing for the New York Giants, and he lived in New Jersey, and he remembers the horror. He remembers the uh, the scaredness and the just the unsuredness. But he also remembers people stepping up and helping each other all over the place didn't matter about race or anything else he mentioned the goodness of people reaching out and helping each other and that's part of what I, I think you know as I mentioned my students we humans we always need tragedy unfortunately to snap us out of the reality that we live in which always isn't a great one I guess to be kinder to each other, to remind us to be more compassionate, to see things that, you know what, we are a heck of a lot more equal, we are more alike than we are different, right? And so, you know, some thoughts that came to my to my head here, um, that, was a, that was a good story because they were on the front lines right there, right across the river, right across New Jersey, you know, everybody knew somebody that it affected, right? Um, just so much emotion. It's, it's amazing, again, like I said, I wasn't there. But so much emotion of, of the compassion. Uh, I was listening to John O'Leary's, which I gotta get out there, I gotta, I gotta share this. The John O'Leary podcast interviewing uh, Bob Costas. Um, I'm a Bob Costas fan, always have been. Uh, I'm a sports fan. Uh, baseball, as we get narrowing down to what really draws in uh, John O'Leary and Bob Costas together, is the sport of baseball, specifically, St. Louis Cardinals baseball and you know the story of um, Bob Costas growing up in, in Long Island New York and uh, just gut-wrenching to hear the story of him talking about his dad I'm not gonna give too much away of it uh, but his dad also being a baseball fan but for very and I say very different reasons listen to the podcast to see what I'm talking about uh, but Bob Costas is a little boy. He remembers going out to the car at his dad's request uh, to tune into uh, the different uh, stations. Now, again, this is back, I think, in the 50s or so. This is back um, 50s, 60s, maybe, when uh, St. Louis was a baseball, and still is, a baseball town because they were the only major league team uh, they were the further we furthest west team for a long time, right? Uh, before expansion, before the teams from New York moved out west, and you know the Dodgers, the Giants, uh, which my dad still uh, remembers when the Dod or when the Giants left. That was his favorite team. Uh, very heartbroken when they left New York for the for the other coast. Um, and this great story going back and forth uh, of uh, Bob Costas listening to the radio the AM station at night you could pick up clearer radio reception right and he could pick up the stations from St. Louis from Cleveland you know from uh, Pittsburgh uh, from Detroit from St. Louis you know and so he was able to listen to all these great announcers so not only was it his love of baseball and his dad's reason for loving baseball but wanting to keep up with who was doing what and the scores and 
but he heard the announcers, right? And that was a great part of his story of becoming um, a sports uh, announcer. Uh, but just the passion in that uh, was, was evident uh, in talking about that. And so um, the emotion, the life lessons that he's got from there, and they talked a little bit about 9-11, the togetherness, the, the fondness, the uh, people following the same team and being excited, right? Um, and, and we've lost some of that a little bit. We've lost those commonalities. And so, you know, part of the lesson from 9-11 is just that, again, we're more alike than we are different. We have a lot of stuff to celebrate together. We have a lot of uh, stuff to, to still learn about each other. Uh, we are so separate and, and, you know, there's so much division now uh, within especially the American society, let alone around the world. Uh, and 9-11 and taught us that Man, there shouldn't have to be that. It, it, you know, my God, we're all human, and going through a tragedy like that really kind of brings it forefront. Okay, um, Bob Costas also brought up the the thing, and, and John O'Leary talked about an emotional story that he shared, and he was wondering for Bob Costas what what's the emotional trigger, and it, the story was told in the podcast that I'll let you listen to, but. Uh, the main reason was the just the unabridged kindness and compassion shown, whether it's to a child or to any human in need. That's the emotional trigger that gets Bob Costas. That's the emotional thing that really sets him off to where he gets choked up. And uh, it choked me up listening to some of the stuff, some of the great stories that they were sharing uh, in this podcast, okay? Um, so that was one. Uh, yesterday, driving to work, listening to the news, they were talking to a uh, rabbi, and they were talking to him about 9-11, of course, and the lessons, does he think we've learned the lessons that we need to learn from back then? And he was quoted as saying, you know what, he's not sure, he doesn't think so for, for part of it, uh, but there is, there is a game plan in place. There is a playbook in place for us to be better to each other. You know, looking back on those horrible days and what happened there's a playbook in place about the commonality of us being together and doing more together right of, of serving each other looking out for each other okay and he brought up the reality that you know what unless we figure this out as a human race right not just in this country but around the world we're gonna perish we are gonna have problems which we already do that's that's no secret right whether it's climate change or just the lack of character in government and um, the worry uh, of people, um, there's just top to bottom, right? Top to bottom problems. And, and so many of them, if not all of them, are man-made. And uh, so it's very easy to see that we are, we are suffering in many different areas around the world in our lives uh, because of this not understanding about helping each other, serving each other, lifting each other up, and still realizing that, you know what, there's plenty for all of us if you're if you're looking to gain things, if you're looking to make money, if you're looking to do this, do that. There's still plenty, plenty uh, to go around if, if we all help each other, okay? A little bit more, okay? Um, listening to a new story as I got home earlier today from some errands, the podcast was over, and I put back on the radio and they were talking to uh, a station manager I believe out uh, in New York uh, I don't know if it was WCBS or something uh, 
um, in that town uh, as far as uh, from 20 years ago. And he remembered going outside and helping any way he could, right? And the question was thrown at him about uh, these conspiracy theories. He's, you know, that they're still being talked about. There's still postings and there's still people on interviews talking about how 9-11 was a hoax. It was hologram generated and this and that. The plane really didn't fly into the Pentagon. And, and uh, this guy said it very calmly, but he said, it, to be brutally honest with you, he goes, it's insulting. It's really disappointing and insulting that these stories continue to be shared and, and talked about like it's real. Like, like there, there really wasn't this. It was all government generated and this and that and all these things. And, and the guy that was being interviewed, the, the station manager uh, at this New York radio station, I saw it with my own eyes, he said. I saw the blood. I saw the terror. I saw the humanity. Um, you know, we lived it there for months and months and years and years to where things got cleaned up and now there's the new uh, you know, Tower of Freedom there and there's the, the pool of, of the, the waterfall, right, with all the people's names inscribed there. Um, same thing with Pennsylvania, same thing at the Pentagon. Um, and, that, and that's disappointing too, it really is, where we have this incessant um, thirst for fighting and for um, disputing things, right? Um, I did see some clips. We watched a show last night uh, of all the babies that were born right there, that lost their parent, that lost mainly their dads, right, in, in, the, in the tragedy. And they're 20 years, 19, 20 years old today, right? And so Diane Sawyer had a big connection uh, with that. And it was just interesting to hear the stories. Uh, but it also came out that, you know what, blood banks, people ran to them to donate blood. There was American flags posted all over the place that I remember after putting mine out, we wanted to pick up a couple smaller ones. You couldn't find them anywhere, right? There's such pride in, in standing up for our country. Um, there's so many people hearing the news this morning. There's so many people that ran out to uh, join the armed forces that they wanted to fight for uh, freedom, to go after the terrorists that did this. And, you know, of course you get dragged into you know, the fact of the U.S. just left Afghanistan and uh, probably not the greatest way that they left and uh, there's still unfinished business and there's still things are going to come out of this. They're going to be, you know, a threat to the world and, you know, th th those arguments go on and on and on. Um, but look how many people look to sacrifice for their country compared to what's going on now. Compared to the pandemic, right, that has killed far more people right, than 9-11 than did, but we have people selfishly fighting each other, people that don't believe the same thing that they do, right, the lack of standing up and doing things for others and sacrificing for your country or for your neighbor or your family, look at, look at those things have disappeared. It really has become... Um, 20 years later, right? Look at what our society has become, and not just here in in our country, but around the world, right? Um, just kind of crazy to think we haven't learned those lessons. We really haven't. And so what I'm challenging myself to do is to try and be that example of service to others, of not only going after my dreams and goals, but helping others go after theirs, but also 
more encouraging others instead of fighting, instead of being divisive, instead of being angry, instead of blaming, instead of, you know, that what that's part of the emotion that I've been feeling, you know, for these news stories that have been out about uh, 20 years ago, about what happened on September 11th, 2001. And I just find it um, both sad and scary that uh, so many people have forgotten, it seems, already. Um, you, you look back and you hear stories, you know, from my parents, my grandparents of World War II. The sacrifice, the people standing up together, right? And again, we had it as recent as 20 years ago. Um, and again, it's, it's just sad and tragic that we as humans need these bad things to happen to really kind of remind us and teach us lessons where we should be, we should be knowing these things every day. It should be a heck of a lot easier to do these every day rather than waiting for something bad to happen or a life to be taken or to lose a loved one to remind us and, and have life slowed down enough to, to where we can um, do good things, do better things and try and be better, right? Uh, you know, the stories, oh my God, as I try and wrap this up because I'm rambling way too long here, uh, the stories of being, you know, that, that lady that was the last survivor to be pulled out, right? 27 or so hours after the buildings uh, collapsed. Um, one of the stories also was um, a daughter of uh, her dad that didn't make it. He was a New York City police officer. They have pictures and images and video of him running into the building numerous times to guide people out that couldn't see, that couldn't find their way. And uh, after, you know, one time he brought a lady out, he went back in to help out. He didn't come back. He didn't come out. And so this guy's daughter that uh, Diane Sawyer was talking to, <clears throat> excuse me she's a New York City police officer now and she she did that obviously because of her dad uh, there's no story about a, a son becoming a firefighter and he's at the same ladder company that his dad was at his dad the, his dad's name not only does he share his name but it's the name of the it's the honorary name of the uh, engine house that he's working at now right um, so getting back to the the, the, the uh, police officer's uh, daughter, who's now a police officer in New York, they connected her with that lady that was one of the last ladies that uh, her dad brought out. And it was just so, so tearful and emotional um, that uh, it got me thinking of that stat that I've said here before. Those fine little twists and turns in life, right, where you totally can understand and see the odds of even being born. Okay, less than one in 400 trillion. Now you see the preciousness of, of life. You see the um, the delicate um, things that happen throughout life. That you know, we, we it's just amazing the twists and turns, right? And again, in big stories like this, we should be able to see some lessons uh, in it. So again, um, you know what? I don't want to buy into the to uh, the division, the anger, the fear. I, I don't want to help. Those people that hate freedom and, and hate people um, living their lives to help others and to do good things, they want to be totally controlling everything and totally controlling everybody and controlling your thoughts and, and just not let you do anything uh, with joy, love, and pride. They always want hate, anger, uh, and fear to, to rule lives. Uh, I don't want to buy into that, you guys, and I hope you don't either. Okay, so it's 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 not so much we all got to do big things and we got to travel and help people across the world and do this and you know raise money for the, those are all great, 
but we can start little things in our own in our own house in our own life look in the mirror right look at yourself in the mirror and start looking at ways that just to get better just improve yourself okay because the the quicker you improve yourself and um, deal with past hurts and past feelings and, and, and errors in your way and you, and you get better and you fix things, you start fixing things not only for your family because you're better, right? Which helps make them better because you can treat them better, you can help them more because you're not fighting your own battles, right? But everybody you come in contact with, you can deal with better and help and encourage more because you feel better about your your situation and, and, and the mistakes you've made, you're dealing with them better, you're not living in, in depression and, and, and living in past faults and beating yourself up all the time, right? That there's a lot, there's a lot to do with, um, boy, when we help ourselves to become better, we help so many people that we're connected to. That's what it, that's what it comes down to, okay? So, so many lessons crammed into uh, this, it's, uh, it's a day of remembrance. You know, it's a day of remembrance that, uh, boy, life changes. You know, travel changes, uh, security, uh, identification, um, you know. But again, other things too change. The way we should be treating each other, the way, you know, we're more alike than we are different. You know, it's just these constant reminders, okay? So again, hey, way off the rails probably. There's a few ideas that I had rolling around in my head, and I think I... I went down a few different rabbit holes there a little bit, but that's what I do. I'm sorry. But that, hey, if you're listening this far, uh, I, I appreciate it. I really do. And, and I know so many of you uh, will reach out to me. Thank you so much for when you reach out to me with these comments that you like this, like that. This really got you thinking. Thank you. Please keep doing that. I, I, need, to, um, I need to get that encouragement as much as I try and give it out to others. I, I will be selfishly honest that I like it too. Okay totally honest with you. I like it too. And you make a difference to me when you do that. Okay. So not only when you reach out to me to let me know, but you share this with others. So please keep doing that. Okay. All right, you guys, thanks so much for uh, hanging in there with me on this little road trip that I'm on and uh, in construction. Uh, Let's see, going about four miles an hour right now. So (laughs) I'm glad you ride with me this part of the ride. All right. And uh, whatever you're doing, please keep doing great things, right? Love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging in there with me. All right, we'll talk again soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you sharing this podcast with others, leaving a rating wherever you listen to it. That helps other people find it. And I appreciate your time always taking time to listen to my podcast wherever you may be. So once again, find me over on Facebook at coach 2 Success, over on Twitter at coach 2 Success. Coach John Daly on Instagram and coach2expectsuccess.com. There's the website. Check out the homepage. The book list is there. Reach out to me there on the homepage. You can send me a message. Check out the blog as well. And again, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. All right. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk again soon. See you. (laughs) 